Hello everyone, Grumpy Man here. This is the inaugural podcast, so it's Grumpy Man's Motocast. So welcome everyone. So uh, on this first one, um, let me, I'll tell you about myself and we're going to go over some motorcycle news. It's a big week. Um, Intermot is going on in Europe and all of the brands have pretty much to mention, you know, brought out some new models, some, some small fixes to models. Uh, I've, I'm, I'll talk about kind of the bigger the bigger ones, so the, the, not the most minor ones. So about me, uh, grumpymanreviews.ca. You could uh, see my webpage, uh, YouTube, Grumpy Man Reviews. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram as gmanrev and facebook.com slash grumpymanreviews. Um, I have a few videos up right now. I've got about uh, 30 or 40 videos, uh, different bike reviews. Um, from the different test rides here in the Montreal area. So yes, I'm based uh, near Montreal. I've uh, been biking for 30 years, um, on and off. Little break uh, when the kids when the kids first came, and uh, I ride a 2015 R1200R, which uh, BMW Boxer engine, which I just love. Um, I got a few different uh, reviews of that bike up uh, after 20,000 kilometers, 30,000 kilometers. Um, so obviously, if you want to reach me uh, via social media, just give you the, the links. Or you can just email me if you wanted to, uh, grumpy at grumpymanreviews.ca. So let's get right into it. So Intermont's a very big show. Uh, for me, of course, being a BMW fanboy, the, uh, the biggest thing to come out, which we knew was coming, was the new Boxer engine. So they announced uh, basically two models so far, the R1250 GS. Uh, I think the GS Adventure is also going to get updated, but I haven't I haven't shown any pictures of it. And also the R1250 RT, which is the touring version um, of the uh, Boxer lineup. So they basically have the, the naked bike, which is one I have, the R1200R. They have the RS, which is a sportier one, has clip-ons, a little bit different suspension geometry. They have the RT, which is a touring one. So you have the full fairing, sound system, luggage, beautiful bike quite probably my next bike. Then you have the GS, which is their adventure bike. And they have the GS Adventure, which is a little bit more uh, extreme. So you've got the, the bigger 31 liter tank. You've got a bit more suspension travel. Uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a beast. Uh, I also reviewed that on my, uh, my YouTube channel. Um, so basically the big news, okay, so the displacement has been increased by a little bit to 1250 cc's. The biggest news is their variable valve timing technology. They call it shift cam. So on the intake side, they have an electronically, uh, it's controlled by electronics, the, uh, they have two different cam profiles. So what this is supposed to do, now the main thing it was supposed to do is for Euro 5 emissions which are coming down. Um, but the bigger thing what it's going to do is it's going to be an even a broader uh, torque curve. Now if you've ever driven a box you know that the, the torque curve is already pretty flat. I mean 4,000 not 4,000, 3,000 RPM, you can be in top gear. And uh, it doesn't lug like some of the KTM's uh, V-Twins I tried. Uh, it just goes. Um, but uh, from the from the reviews that I've seen, and there haven't been many, they've been the promo, promo videos. I just watched uh, one gentleman got to ride the 1250GS, and uh, it seems like the extra nine or ten foot-pounds of torque more that there is you really feel it and torque is where we really feel uh, that's what we really feel horsepower is more of a higher rpm 
uh, you feel that at different levels. But torque is what really, you know, that's why in the in the golden days of cars, you know, the 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 V8s were, you know, when you drove a V8, you really felt it because it had all that torque. Even though it might not might not have the high RPM power, you had that low RPM grunt, which is, you know, I like that, and a lot of people like that. I mean, Harley Davidsons, that's what they're all about. They're not about high RPM power. It's all about getting off the line, you know, and all that low end torque. So uh, weight wise. Uh, they need the extra power because the engine is a little bit heavier. I think five to ten pounds heavier uh, power-wise. So it goes right now. They're 125 horsepower. That's going to go up to 139, and torque is going to go from 92 to just over 100. I think 102, 103 uh, pound-feet of torque. Which is was it needed? Maybe not. Um, I have no complaints. Uh, on my bike, but I'm driving basically the lightest version. So my bike is not even 500 pounds. It's about four, uh, 480, um, uh, you know, with, with fuel. So uh, maybe on a G fully loaded GS adventure, you're gonna you're gonna feel it a bit better. And you know, in all honesty, when some people when they shop, they do shop. I mean, it is it's certainly even for me, it's a consideration. You look at the power. So and the competitors. To the GS and GS Adventure, you have the KTM, so you have the Super Adventure, you have the 1290, and you have various flavors of that, but the engine remains the same. That thing is pushing 160 horsepower, so there's a big difference. Um, the new Tiger 1200 is pushing around 130, I believe. Um, so being at 125, someone could look at specs and say, oh, well, it's, you're, 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 it's missing something to BMW. So that was for me. That was the biggest, uh, the biggest news. The initial rumors that we heard was all the boxer engines from the R. All everyone that I mentioned is going to get the new engine. So far, it seems it's the uh, it's the GS and the RT. So other there'll be some new colors for the GS. Uh, the rest of it, uh, they've changed the um, the ABS, the traction control. There've been some new electronics. Uh, I'll have more information in, in a future podcast once we have like the full uh, spec sheet available. So um, as for the RT, and the RT is getting, it's going to get the new engine, new colors, uh, the custom stuff that you can get is going to be really cool. There's some, uh, there's a really cool blue color with a brown leather seat and some cast wheels that are just uh, with a machined face on them that are just gorgeous. Uh, if you look up um, the videos that are on YouTube for the initial launch. And if you go onto the webpage, uh, I think it's, is it the German webpage? One of the BMW Motorrad webpages, they have a whole bunch of the, all the photos, um, so you can see it. Uh, the other updates, it's getting LED running lights. It's getting a change to the ABS as well. And the dash is getting a slight change. So this is where I get disappointed. I'm a big fan of LED lighting uh, for two reasons. One, uh, they're bright. Um, my bike now, I have a single H7 bulb high beam and a single H7 low beam, and it's terrible at night. You really need auxiliary lights on mine, uh, and there's no room. You can't put uh, LED bulbs and stuff, besides the fact that you'll blind someone probably because the reflector's not made for that. Um, there's just no room. Uh, so the RT, is in, I was hoping to get full LED lights. It's not. However, it does have uh, two headlights in the front. Uh, plus one, that special one in the middle. So it's not so bad. 
and it's going to but looks wise uh, the size of colors it pretty much looks the same the dash the current model so the 2018 you have two large analog gauges tac and speedo and you have a small little uh, lcd gauge the, the new one is supposed to have a 5.7 inch tft in the middle sandwiched by the two analog gauges which the font has been changed to make it more readable uh, the rest of the dash from the very small pictures we've seen looks to be the same so you have your speakers on the side you have the sound system the, G the mount for the gps is right on top of the dashboard uh, beautiful so it's going to look nice uh, the current one i did drive uh, 2018 the dash is fully functional uh, i'm a gizmo guy i like technology on the gs the huge tft screen and on the, the ktms and on the triumphs the tft screens the ducati as well i, I like the digital ga uh, gauges however it is an improvement uh, hopefully some of the connectivity is going to have a bit more connectivity they haven't really gotten into many details on the, the changes uh, to connectivity so for bmw that was pretty much it they were there they are sneaking some hints here and there the the s1000 double r the super sport bike there's been some spy photos uh, but we don't know exactly it's going to have a tfd dash it's going to have uh, some bite some body changes the engine's going to go up a bit in power uh, it's still going to have cruise control it's still going to have heated grips um, weight wise probably about the same a little bit less uh, that's supposed to, that's in November probably we're going to see that so let's go to the next one um, and this is as a person that you know had posters and motorcycles from the 80s uh, and 90s uh, the katana is coming back um, which I'm really excited about uh, it really it's a uh, it's just a uh, if you look at the picture of the silver um, oh man it's beautiful so they took basically it looks I mean, it, it, the original bike was 1981 and it ran for a few years. Um, so this has that look of one, you know, the first little fairings on the bikes and stuff. So if you think of, it kind of reminds me of an Interceptor, uh, but it doesn't have much in, it, much in the tail section. So anyway, they're taking the old, uh, one of the old uh, uh, GSX-R 1000 engines uh, and tuning it for this. Um, so it's going to have, you know, about 150 horsepower. Uh, peak torque, of course, it's an inline four. It's going to be a little higher at like 9,500 9, RPM. Um, it's, and slipper clutch, it's going to have the electronic aids that you, you take for granted these days. Uh, ABS traction control, it's, it's ride by wire. So you're going to have, you have different modes. Uh, Price-wise, uh, they haven't said but I think there is a market, uh, uh, especially here in Quebec, because, um, so just to go off on a little tangent, so in Quebec, how it works is they have anything like a super sport bike is called in French a moto à risque, uh, a risky motorcycle, uh, a dangerous motorcycle. So uh, basically a year just to pick your registration or put a, a plate on your bike. It's, uh, I think it's 1600 now. Canadian per year just to put a plate on it that's and next year is going to go up to 1800 whereas you can have a bike like a naked bike so a bike like mine uh, Ducati Monster uh, Aprilia Tuono which you have good power sporty but without the and they don't classify like that so you pay a lot less you pay less than a third 
So like I pay $478 for my plate, which is going up next year, but only about by about 30 bucks. So I'll be paying around 500 for a plate, which is still expensive. But uh, so a naked bike, especially in a market like here, um, it's going to sell pretty well. And uh, it, it's, it's a good looking motorcycle. And the engine, you know, anything based on the GSXS 1000 engines, those are every generation uh, are pretty good. Uh, so just like the newer uh, GSX S uh, 1000, 1000F, um, they could go in, into the parts bin and they can get these engines that they're not using anymore because um, the new the GSX 1100R doesn't. You know, they have a whole new engine that makes almost 200 horsepower. So, so that's the engine they're taking is from the 2005 to 2008, which has just been uh, it, it's been tweaked for this. So that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be really cool. Uh, I can't wait to see the prices too because uh, it should be it should fall in a Canadian probably around. I'm going to estimate around 10, 11 grand, just because of what the uh, the other naked bikes go, and uh, it's going to be, and I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to market it because they do have the GSXS. Uh, and 1000 and 1000 F which uh, one is naked one ha is still kind of naked but has a little bit of a fairing uh, with handlebars though uh, so how it's not it's going to compete with itself basically um, so we'll see uh, pricing I haven't seen anything about pricing uh, some other so let's go on to triumph so triumph uh, two bikes are they meant that they brought up that are mentioning uh, with big somewhat changes let's we have the Scrambler, which uh, I kind of like that bike. Um, it's uh, like all the Scramblers. It's it's a this is a nice looking bike. It's kind of retro. Uh, they have some of them have some uh, you know some sixty forty tires on them. So it's getting the nine hundred. It's a nine hundred cc engine, and it's getting a uh, little bit of boost in power, boost of torque, and. Uh, so the, and the peak torque is at 3,200 RPM, which is which is pretty good for that kind of bike. And the Scrambler, uh, sorry, the Street Twin, which uh, was a new model I believe for this year, is just a, it's like a basic. Uh, it's really a retro bike. Um, it's getting yeah 10, yeah it's getting 10 horsepower, and uh, some some bits and pieces to make it look updated so it's a modern they call it a modern classic so it's that parallel twin that you think of when you think of uh, triumph uh, it's a really nice looking bike and with brushed aluminum and in uh, gunmetal gray black wheels uh, it's a good all-around bike I mean it's not a, it's not meant to be a super performance bike uh, single disc in the front uh, it's just supposed to be like that retro cool look that you want, and they're not crazy expensive. I forget the price of these ones. I did look at I did look at some of the Triumphs when I was looking at my BMW to buy, um, but uh, there's only like at the time there was only one dealer, and it was a really uh, I'm not going to say sketchy, but uh, far from here and uh, from where I live, and uh, I don't know. It didn't. Uh, it was an old school dealer that I hadn't heard crazy good things about it. Um, but anyway, so those, I think the price is going to stay, stay about the same, they said. Uh, I've watched a little bit of the press conference that they had. Um, but really nice. Uh, 
if you're into scramblers, like Ducati makes a scrambler as well. Um, Honda used to make one a long, long time ago. Um, uh, so they're pretty nice. And different colors too. Uh, in yellow, I like it in yellow. I like the yellow, yellow color. Um, so next up, we got the, uh, the Super Duke GT. So basically, that's like the Super Duke R with a bigger, with an adjustable windscreen, uh, different, uh, different handlebars, and you can get luggage. So you can get hard cases for it, and uh, cruise control and heated grips and the whole thing. Uh, so now they've updated it. So I think they're trying to normalize the line. So uh, you know the same display on the Super Duke line and uh, some updates to the engine. Um, it's 175 horsepower the Super Duke GT. So basically, if you like the Super Duke R, but you want to do some sport touring, like someone like me, uh, uh, I looked at this bike. Uh, I it has a chain drive, and I'm. <laughs> I'm kind of OCD now that I've had uh, a shaft drive for, for three years now that uh, and I keep my bike fairly clean and uh, I don't know maybe I'm just uh, maybe I'm just lazy uh, so the first the colors uh, it's gonna have minor updates it's gonna get the new so the same LED light uh, the praying mantis light or whatever they call it uh, it's really cool with the cornering lights and like in the center of the light there's no light and it's basically a heat sink because these things uh, put out quite a quite a bit of wattage but with the cornering lights and everything it's 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 this beautiful and uh, you have yeah so you have the cornering lights on the, the tips of the fairing in the front on the sides of the like the, the opening where the suspension went so fully electronic suspension uh, it's going to have the uh, the six and a half inch TFT display and uh, KTM really does a good job um, I did hear something that when you, the warranty on a KTM doesn't cover electronics and I don't know if that's just internet, uh, you know, fake news kind of stuff, <laughs> or uh, if it's actually real. But I'd certainly look into that before I bought one because the electronics, besides all the updates that you're going to want, uh, unless on a KTM that you can download the update, like my my car, I can download the updates from Ford, um, like some of the updates anyway, and install it myself. But uh, that'd be something to look into. Uh, I haven't tried a G Super Juke GT. I haven't had the, the opportunity, um, but if it's anything, I hope that the low the low RPM manners are a bit better. I found on the uh, the 1290R that anything under three like under three four thousand RPM, if you gave it gas, uh, it really shook, like it shuddered. It didn't really like that. And the salesman that was at the event said, well, you just change the sprockets and you mess with the gearing a bit. But eh, to me, that's a bit of a dodgy answer, I think. Uh, so you really have to rev it a bit more. But it does have a lot of power. And yes, there are vibrations because it is. It's a, it's a twin. It's a V-twin. Um, but certainly, uh, once it wakes up past four or 5,000, it's it's pretty nuts. Uh, the Super Duke GT was, was insane. And this thing, uh, it's basically the same engine tuned slightly differently I think um, and it's comfortable I found uh, the the super adventures I find quite tall this one was okay and uh, it's expensive though. it's uh, it's European so it's in the same price league as a as a BMW and uh, I guess it's in the same league as a GS because you could there are people that when they buy their GS they don't even go through the 
<laughs> the charade that they're going to ever take it off-road and they put like the sport touring tires on it so they'll put pr4s on it or something and they'll just drive it on the street and because they're tall a lot of people it's because they're taller and uh, these adventure the adventure bikes are, are, are taller so if you are six over six feet and you've got long legs you can get be very comfortable whereas maybe on a gold wing or a rt or a, a k1600 um, maybe you wouldn't be as comfortable even with the high seat so uh, this one's not like i said this one's not as tall um, it's got the full electronic suspension of course uh, ride by wire cruise control uh, heated grips are they're not standard you can get them factory installed luggage is uh, it's not bad um, and if you like the colors I mean it's orange and white or black and orange you kind of have to like the the, the looks um, it's a kind of unique for KTM with the orange frame and everything all their most of their bikes have this look and uh, the headlight too the way that it is uh, <laughs> it's it's love it or hate it but it's uh, certainly a very good bike uh, for me like I said it has a chain so probably I don't think I'd ever buy one, but never say never. Um, next year I might be in the market for something, but with the type of riding I do, I probably go for uh, a BRT or R twelve hundred RT. But uh, I'll certainly want to try a, a Super Duke GT. Uh, they did open a, a KTM dealer uh, in the West Island, in the west of Montreal in Vaudreuil. Uh, it's a bit of a smaller dealer. They're mainly uh, Skidoo's and stuff. And uh, spiders, Can-Am spiders, but uh, they do have these. Uh, so after that, another. So there was a few like th okay. So the Super Duke GT and the Scrambler and the Street Twin, they were kind of minor updates, uh, good updates, and you know a little bit more power, tweaking here and there in colors and the look and getting everything right. Uh, those are pretty good, uh, but you know certain ones like the Katana, and the, of course the BMWs that got me excited. There's this Moto Guzzi. Is getting into the adventure market, and this is one of the one of the most. No, I like Moto Guzzi. Um, there's not a great big dealer network, uh, particularly in Montreal. But uh, one, they're Italian, so right away uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, they're uh, these air-cooled uh, flying V's, so longitudinally mounted, so the cylinders stick out sides uh, if you ever remember the uh, Honda made the ST 1100 and 1300 sport touring bikes with the Honda V4 but turned turned that way um, it's really cool so basically it's got a it's a twin twin round headlight it's an adventure bike uh, it's a, a new uh, 850cc engine makes about 80 horsepower you can see the frame the colors are like retro but still modern uh, it doesn't have a 21-inch front wheel, so I think it's not a hardcore. I think it's 1917, so 19 inch in the front and 17 in the back. So it's not like a hardcore, uh, uh, like adventure bike that you're going to take off-road. But it, the one that they showed at the show, had 60/40 tires, um, hand guards, a uh, little windshield. It's an absolutely gorgeous bike. So anything that can boost sales of Italian bikes and maybe get a some dealers to open up um, and this is going to be in the plus for them unless they don't sell any and the way that this thing looks I, I don't see how they're not going to sell any if you have it so it's the V it's called the V85 TT if you if 
you have a chance to get a look on the interwebs, um, it's it's really it's a really nice bike. Uh, one of the one of the best looking bikes at the show, I think. I mean, the, it, even the ones that I'm a fanboy of, like they didn't really like. Okay, it looks you could tell it's a GS. Okay, you could tell it's an RT. There wasn't a big change, but uh, but this thing is is gorgeous. And uh, the next bike, which I'm going to talk about which was also beautiful if you're into flat track it's the new indian ftr 1200 and 1200m so these are based on the flat track bikes um they're just crazy so this is um so it looks like a scrambler uh so you have the exposed uh, you have just a little fender in the back uh you see the frame so it's the indian uh it looks like if, so if you know dirt tracking, which is basically drifting on a bike all the way around, um, this is based on the FTR 750, which is uh, just a race version, a race bike, a flat track bike. So it's based on that. So it looks like it, it's uh, it's a 1200cc engine from the Indian Scout, more power. So 12, it says 20 PS. So we'll say more or less 20 horsepower more, a little bit less, I think. Um, and it says 14. 15 newton meters more of torque. Uh, this looks really nice. Um, so it's retro because you got the retro, you know, the Indian symbols on the tank. But it's the the flat tracker. So it's basically like you're driving a flat tracker uh, around town. I think Harley Davidson did that back in the day too. You could get was it an XR, a Harley Davidson XR 1100 or 1300 something like that. It looked like a flat tracker. Uh, it was kind of cool, and this has got an LED headlight. It's got, it's got good suspension. Uh, I can't wait to. I did a, uh, an Indian test, I, the Bobber Scout and the Dark Horse Chief, I think. It's one of the Dark Horse models. Um, they're really fun. Uh, not quite my cup of tea. Cruisers aren't really my cup of tea, but this you don't have the forward. Uh, so like I said, it has the scout engine with a bit more power, but you have basically more race, racier controls. I wouldn't say they're mid, they're actually a bit racier. They seem to be a bit further back. Um, it doesn't look like there's passenger, uh, maybe there is. I don't think a passenger is going to be too comfy on this thing, because basically there's just a little patch of uh, passenger seat and then there's nothing, there's the taillight. So, but a lot of bikes, you know, they're not made for passengers. Not, not all of them. Not all the new bikes, uh, the sport bikes, but most spo most sport bikes, so super sports. Uh, if you could put a passenger, um, yeah, you're not. <laughs> it's not that comfortable. Uh, a lot of people say they don't mind, and uh, I guess if the person is really in love with you, they're not going to mind. But I wouldn't put anyone I like uh, on the back of an engine or something, uh, like a full super sport. Uh, any of the super sport bikes, uh, you know, like Ducati or any of them, BM even the BMW, which uh, is nice, has a nice seat and everything, but it's really for not made for that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, so the Indian and, you know, pricing, they don't really talk about pricing, but uh, hopefully I'll get to try one. I'll definitely on my list. Uh, there's a few here that are going to be on my list uh, to try next year. Um, it's uh, it's early October in Montreal, and uh, basically motorcycle season is just coming down to a close. I mean, it's f it's around freezing overnight, and uh, like right now it's cloudy and like six seven degrees Celsius, so not a great day uh, 
school writing. Um, so since we're talking about flat trackers and some kind of scrambler like um, retro, uh, the Yamaha, the XSR uh, 700, 900, they, also, they got some updates. Again, nothing. They said they launched them, but I seem to remember them being. Uh, so it's the retro, uh, retro bikes, twin, twin engine. Um, I think the 900 is uh, the triple. So it's basically it looks like it looks like a UJM, and UJM it, it, that's what we used to call the universal Japanese motorcycle. So back in the 80s. You had the the GS, uh, the Suzuki GS. You had uh, Yamaha. What did they have? Oh, I forget. This is a long time ago. Uh, Honda had the CB750, CB650, CB450. Just kind of like sitting up straight, uh, inline four cylinder, sometimes a twin, a parallel twin, air cooled, very basic, just a regular motorcycle. And they sold millions of these things. And now this is like going back to it. So it's a, it's a good all-around bike. There's no wind protection. It's a basically a naked bike. Makes decent power. Um, the seat height is not too high. It's got a, a slight retro look. You got beautiful colors. Um, they showed uh, this one in the, based on colors uh, from the 1970s from the Yamaha Grand Prix bikes. So beautiful, beautiful bike. And it's nice because entry-level bike. I say this, you know, when you get your first bike, you don't want something that's too powerful. And on the other hand, you don't want something too small too. So is it easy to learn on a Ninja 250? Yes, it's easy to learn on a Ninja 250. But if you do get into motorcycling and you want to start doing longer distances and so forth, Ninja 250 is not going to get you very far. Sure, you can go on the highway. You can put some saddlebags on it, some soft luggage, and go for it. But it's not meant for that. It's going to be revving at like 7,000 RPM at 100, 110 kilometers an hour. It's not made for that. So I always tell people if they ask me, you know, get something like something like this. If they want a new bike, I'd say, look, look, look at this stuff. If you're shorter, I would say, you know, Yamaha Bolt, uh, you know, any Japanese cruiser is going to be a lower seat height. Someone that is not very tall and you don't have to customize the seat and everything. And if they are a little bit taller or normal say average height to, to a bit taller something like an xsr is, is an absolute beautiful bike for you to start and something that you can keep for a few years and you're not going to outgrow it um, and i don't have anything against ninja 250s if i had a second bike one if i had a few bikes one of them would be a 250 or even a 125 uh, sport bike just because they're so flickable and so much fun but since i can only have one bike <laughs> for now uh, I like my 1200. So yeah, so that's uh, that one. So uh, talking about little bikes, uh, the Kawasaki, the Ninja 125, uh, a lot of changes. Uh, Z120 and the Z125, so same engine, and the, but the Z125 is the little tiny naked bike that goes up against the Honda Grom, which is super popular, super customizable, um, really. These are nice little bikes. And again, a 125, good city bike. Uh, and and for young people too. Um, so here in Quebec, you, you, the earliest you could get your bike license, you're gonna be 17. Just, you can start doing the stuff at like 
about a month before your 16th birthday, but depending on when your birthday is, you know, the time of the year, since you can't do uh, motorcycle classes in the winter. Um, so say you're going to be around 17. And for a first bike, um, beautiful. Uh, and the seat height's not that high too. So if you're shorter, even a Ninja 125, you know, you're going to fit on it. And then in Europe, you have uh, you have different tiers of licenses, and you can't just go out and buy a 1,000cc super sport bike in most uh, countries in Europe. Uh, I know the UK for certain, and the other ones, I think, are kind of along the same line. There's a bit of a sanity check in there, which we don't, sadly, we don't have here. I think we should have the same thing here. But the good thing about it, if you do outgrow it, and you will, um, at least here in North America, in Europe, in the cities where space is at a premium and there's less long distance stuff and you're in the city perfect bike thing is that they they're so inexpensive uh, when you resell it when you go to get your second or third bike um, you don't lose that much money if any so that's uh, that's a good point uh, about those uh, they don't mention price um, it looks like a ninja it's just you can you can just tell it's got skinny tires single brake and uh, the little guy, the Z125, looks uh, uh, looks like the Grom, uh, slightly different. Uh, Honda with the Grom, so it, in the same vein as a little entry bike, uh, they're making a special version that looks like the old uh, Honda Cub, which was, there's, I think they used to call it the, what's the, the Cub, it was, and it was a 70cc uh, little bike, and they sold so many of those in the 70s so it, it kind of looks like that so they it's the same engine and everything but they put the exhaust on the side with the exhaust shield so it looks like the old uh, the whole the old cub so that's going to be uh that's going to be pretty good too uh aprilia tuono is getting some changes uh, 1100 uh, peak power is the same yeah they've just okay they've just revised the electronics and the tuning so still 175 horsepower. Uh, Tuono is a beautiful naked bike. Um, it's pretty comfortable since they've changed the seat. Um, the one I sat on in 2015, I think it was the 2016 model that had the updated seat. Uh, I sat on the 2015, it wasn't that comfortable, which is not a big deal, you can change the seat. But uh, you're not really leaned over as much as a Super Sport since it does have a handlebar. But you get the same engine, and it's got a V4, and uh, V4s are is a very good engine configuration. You get the benefits of a, you get some of the benefits of a twin of having the low torque, and you get some of the benefits of having you know like an inline four cylinder where you have the higher RPM uh, power. It's a good, uh, it's a very good uh, compromise. Uh, you get the kind of like the best of both worlds. I mean, Honda pioneered the V4 with uh, the Interceptor when that came out. In, uh, in 1983 and uh, you can still get an interceptor uh, not a current model I don't think um, I don't think they're making the 800 or the VFR 800 uh, anymore it's kind of weird uh, if you look at the Canada site sometimes it's imported sometimes it's not uh, pretty nice bike I owned a 1999 which was a generation 5 which had uh, didn't have the VTEC it had gear driven cams that you could hear the gears it was kind of a unique sound um, so besides that, uh, Yamaha R125, uh, that was already launched before, 
um, but they just unveiled the, the 2019. So that's, again, another bike. And there are racing classes for this. So there are leagues where people race uh, these smaller bikes. And, uh, and that's a really good thing. It's a lower cost of entry. You don't, you know, chew up tires like a high horsepower bike. Um, they're light, the parts are cheaper. It's just all around a good, uh, a good thing. Uh, Ducati didn't announce too much. I think the V4, the new V4 for their uh, Pangiales is uh, the cat's out of the bag for that one. Uh, the Diavel, 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 X Diavel uh, is getting some updates. Uh, it's just tweaked. I think it's the same engine, uh, the L, the L twin engine and uh, different colors and so forth. Uh, it's not bad. Um, so yeah, so basically that's uh, that's what's going on in the world of motorcycles. Uh, that's pretty much all the news I'm gonna cover. Um, as for this podcast, uh, so be patient, this is my first, uh, my first try uh, with the equipment and uh, doing sound recordings. I've been doing GoPro recordings and using Movavi, the, the software, uh, to like edit them a bit and so forth. Uh, it's my first uh, dive into this. Uh, so hopefully uh, my plans, if all goes well, is to have guests. So uh, people from the motorcycle industry um, kind of know a couple. So hopefully I can get some guests. Um, I might even want to do one in French. Um, I am bilingual course you can tell I'm English but I can speak uh, fluent French so I might do some in French too because I think there's a market for that here in Quebec uh, but basically I just want to talk about all things uh, motorcycle and I might even do uh, video to go along with it so set up a camera and do that as well uh, so basically yeah this this podcast could be all things motorcycling with a Canadian spin on it since i'm canadian a eh? so that's it for uh this one it's a little bit shorter you know almost 40 minutes um please leave reviews uh but be kind it's my, like i said it's my first time and i have a bit of a, a bit of a head cold right now so i apologize if uh, i sound a bit weird uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, like I said, you can find me on Instagram, gmanrev, Twitter, gmanrev. Uh, although, to be honest, Twitter, I don't go on much. I, ju I just set it up with everything else. Uh, grumpymanreviews.ca. It's just basically a, a web landing page where you can get to everything. Uh, YouTube, Grumpy Man. And uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash grumpymanreviews. Uh, thanks for listening. Stay upright on two wheels. Ride safe and have yourself a great rest of the day.